So I'm really excited to talk about this animal today. Okay. One of the things that gets me so excited is how um, A, unique, and B, big this animal is. Big. Last week we talked about turkey vultures. Yeah. Is it bigger than a turkey vulture? It definitely weighs more than a turkey vulture. Is it as big as... How big did a turkey vulture get? Like Like six and a half Yeah, it's bigger. Oh my God. It's bigger than that. That's big. Yeah. Does it live on the land? Nope. Does it does it fly in the air? Because that would be impossible <laughs> to be too heavy. No. So what's left? Well, water? You, water. Mm-hmm. Water. <laughs> but contrary to popular de- belief, not all the biggest water creatures live in the ocean. This is a freshwater fish. Ooh. That's right. We'll be talking about a fish called the arapaima which River Monsters' Jeremy Wade has referred to as <laughs> the dinosaurs of the deep. It's Cassie and Karina, and we're at it again, sharing cool facts about our animal friends. We make stupid jokes and we laugh a lot, but we also like to learn, so give us a shot. We'll talk about snails and their tweezer teeth, or gush about our love of manatees. We'll tell you why owls are so scary to us, and there's tons more critters that we'll discuss. We promise to make sure you'll have a blast. Because you're listening to CritterCast. Welcome to CritterCast. Uh, it is episode 36. Yep. 36 here at CritterCast. <laughs> and I would like to just, like, quick, just get out of the way. Quick apology in advance. If I'm a total mess, <laughs> I have spent almost all of my creative energy these past two weeks at a brand new job, which I didn't tell you guys about before because it was, like, waiting on my background check to be official. And then... Like, as soon as it was official, I was kind of starting, and it was just, like, like that. Yeah. Um, But that's where all my creativity went for the week, Mm -hmm. so I I am not going to have any good jokes. Like, that's just it. That's okay. No jokes. I am always hilarious. Are you overprepared for the two of us? I sure hope so. Otherwise, we'll have a halibut of a time. (laughs) That did not work, and you know it. (laughs) Like, as it was coming out of your oh, mouth, man. you were like, oh, no, this is bad. I guess we're in the weeds this time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, welcome. Thank you for joining us. My name is Karina. I'm Cassie. And we are the co-hosts of CritterCast, which is your resident animal-themed podcast providing fun and hilarious facts about all of the critters of the world. And snapping our bras accidentally. <laughs> for sound effects. You gave me this look and I did not understand <laughs> what it was for because I didn't even hear it. So there you go. Okay, I'm sure the audio didn't pick it up. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Everything's fine here. It's, we're fine. It's okay. <laughs> um, we are not experts. We like to say that disclaimer as often as possible. Funny thing is like for a year we did this podcast and we didn't say that. Like we, we t- throw it in, you know, yeah. here and there. But now we like to start every episode by saying, hello, this is who we are and we are not experts. Nope. Nope, um, nope, nope. Except for in don't listen to us in domestic pet animals. <laughs> That's yeah. We are experts when it comes to our particular animals. It's true. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I just like like I do. That is my job. So <laughs> fingers crossed. I know what I'm talking Hopefully about. Hopefully, you're an expert. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Never mind. Forget about it. <laughs> um, but certainly, in most of the animals we talk about, are not domesticated animals you would find in homes. Nope. Therefore, we are not educated experts. Nope. We are educated excited normal people we're really good at researching and we like to think that we have a good understanding of like animals in general ish and we just know the kind of information you're looking for yeah like we get you boo we know you don't care about how many bones they have or unless it's like Wait, super now interesting I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know you care about how the I don't know what it, what the, was a fact. How how why they poop on their feet? <laughs> why they projectile vomit at people? Yeah, exactly. Um, Turkey vultures episode thirty five. Go listen. Uh, so that's what we're here to do. Each week, the each each episode we we episode we upload biweekly, and each episode, Cassie or I will take primary point research and just kind of pick an animal that feels like we haven't touched on something like that in a while, yeah. and we want to. 
and we just kind of go crazy. You know, we'll get the basics out of there because it is important to have a basic understanding. Oh, sure. But we try to, as quickly as possible, get really into get the into the good, good stuff. Good stuff. The good stuff. We really should rename this podcast and call it the good stuff <laughs> podcast. It will be so ambiguous. People would be very confused. I know. People would <laughs> like t- like just start it and just be like, is this a good place podcast? <laughs> like, are we just talking? Next project. The good cast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And nobody has time and for two could, podcasts we in could their eat- life. Only the gray stuff from uh, Beauty and the Beast. It's delicious. No, it's only frozen yogurt. You know. Or clam chowder. The gray stuff? Or pineapple. Like, no, I was talking about foods that eat in the good place. Oh, like accurate. Just frozen yogurt yeah, or kebabs. clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, I can't wait for that show to come back. Most excellent. Um, yeah. This week, we are obviously discussing, as we announced, a, a, a very large freshwater fish. Yep. Uh, all other CritterCast updates and announcements will be saved to the end. So yep. if you look forward to those check-ins, stay tuned. Yeah, that's right. Now, I'm really excited because I was trying to think back to the last time. The last time we did a aquatic animal was actually my cheating. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it was. Do you remember? It was a manatee. Oh, right, 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 right. So it was an aquatic animal. Right. But it was a mammal. It was a mammal. Yeah. And before that, I mean, we did axolotls, which are yep. aquatic amphibians. They are, but they're not fish. Right. So they are freshwater, though. Yeah. So. And we've done and we've done, um, we've done like orcas, but those are mammals. Mm-hmm. We've done great white sharks. And those are fish. Fish. fish was that the last i think we've we literally was, only done one fish i think that was the only one fish we have Yikes. ever done we've not been giving a lot of no. love to the fish for people nope. who have a fish tank in our house we are lagging yes and admittedly karina is not all about the fish <laughs> mostly because my fish like it's, to okay, die on no, her here's the thing <laughs> i am not anti-fish like at all i grew up i always had goldfish i loved my fish i had some goldfish that lived so long like they outlived They'll a lot of my other pets um and and i thought they were cool but i didn't have to do any upkeep like my grandparents just had this really big fish tank and my fish just went in there with their fish and like all was well and then i had my goldfish during college like those were my first pets because if you go to uc davis and like a lot of other colleges i think you're allowed to have anything up to 10 gallons like in your dorm stupid that you can't have a lizard but you can have fish so i we had 10 gallons we had little goldfish in something 10 gallons if it's the right and they lived with me like almost all throughout college both those goldfish lived and like they weren't living their best lives because they were from petco and they were in a 10 gallon fish tank so you know that's not the best thing in the world for a goldfish better than how some of them (laughs) that's true it's true but yeah yeah it's not like i hate fish i just don't like that sometimes they just die yeah yeah but sounds like the the size of this critter this fishies yeah would make it difficult to Mm -hmm. just die spontaneously uh yeah I, I think they're pretty hardy. Well, <laughs> oh, you know what? No, molas. We did mola molas oh, for like our right. third. Oh, thank And like goodness. cephalopods, which are not fish, no, but like not fish, we did but other water. Yes. And at least we did two fish. I know, but I was trying to t- think about fish because I was planning to do a mammal. I was excited about not. doing I was. I was excited to do a mammal. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. We just did mammals. Like, we just did mammals. And also, I freaking love fish. <laughs> well, there you go. So I'm going to do a fish. Fishies. Woohoo. Yeah. Yes. I used to fish with my dad when I was a little kid. Yeah, I could never get into that. Yeah. It was it was super, like, father-daughter bonding time. It's just a time when, you're, when you sit in silence with your dad and say nothing. Oh, we didn't sit in silence. Oh, okay. No. My so dad is a great storyteller. A rebel fisherman, yes. you might say. Yeah. I think when he fishes, he does it kind of for meditation like silently mm-hmm. but he was very on board with like he'd come up with amazing stories about different battling dwarf species that lived in the woods and you could tell which species or which like tribes they were a part of because of the different markers on the trees he has quite the imagination i'm sorry did your father write lord of the rings basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically oh um so fishing has always been something that's like, yeah, I don't, I, we always did either catch and release or we would catch our limit and of like bluegills and take them home and 
eat them for dinner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were never into trophy fishing. Yeah. Um, but which honestly to me just sounds so gross. Like I don't want a dead fish hanging on my wall. No. <laughs> No, 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 thank you. No, now a live fish, uh, like mount a tank mounted <laughs> a tank, on the wall, yeah. <laughs> a tank mounted, yeah. On, that seems like a disaster. Yeah. Also, especially if you're talking about the fish that we're talking about today. Oh my god, you would need your whole house would need to be a tank, huge tank, if right? You like to it have wouldn't even be a fish. tank. No. No, because no. I was saying earlier that the wingspan of a turkey vulture yeah. is like six and a half plus feet. Mm-hmm. And you were saying this fish is larger this than that. This fish is larger than that. So this fish is closer to the size of a shark. Some sharks. Larger than yeah. than many sharks. Yeah. Not quite a great white. But, no. You know. No, but yeah, definitely, definitely larger than a lot of like dogfish sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So to remind you, the fish we're talking about is an arapaima. They are mostly located in the Amazon River Basin. You can find them in Brazil, Peru, and Guyana. They also live in the Esquibo. Esquibo? Esquibo? Esquibo. That river (laughs) system. (laughs) They prefer to stick to the slow-moving waters in the areas that have lower oxygen levels. And we'll talk about why that is. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are known as Piruchu. In Brazil, which is a word from the Tupi language, and it roughly translates to redfish. In Peru, they're known as paicha. Paicha. I, yeah, I, I don't you speak know. Peruvian. I'm going to butcher it, but it's P-A-I-C-H-E. So if you are going to Peru and you see... Yeah, probably. Yeah. That sounds right. So these these fish are huge. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I, spoiler alert, I have seen a picture of them in, in advance. I yeah. snuck a peek, which this is the point in our podcast in which we direct you, if you are not driving, mm-hmm. uh, if you can safely do so, yeah. please Google this fish. Yep, or go to our Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and take a look at the pictures that we have up. Yes, <laughs> uh, and understand that when we say massive, we mean like several full-grown men need to hold this fish up yes. for a second for a picture. Yeah. Yeah. They reach up to 440 pounds in weight. They can get up to 10 to 15 feet in length. Wow. Yeah. I would almost have thought, though, that they would be heavier at like 15 feet. Well, they're still fish, remember? So they don't have super dense. Right, right. And and specifically, they're they're freshwater fish. Right. So they don't need super dense um, bones or muscles or anything to dive really deep. Right. So... That's all muscle. Yeah, but still. Which, think about how strong they are. That's 440 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Well, maybe like 420. Yeah, maybe. And then like 20 pounds of cartilage. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. For their bones. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) They they do average a little bit smaller. They usually average around 200 pounds and about 7 to 8 feet in length. Oh, okay. Well, that's much more manageable. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 15 foot... Right. 500 pounds swimming in the river. You go into the river to just like swim around a little bit. You're floating on some floaties with your friends. I mean, I probably, hello. probably in those areas, people are not floating on floaties. Well, again, these are like the slower moving waters of the Amazon mm-hmm. where there's not as many other types of fish. I just think that people that live near rivers probably don't need floaties. <laughs> oh, like tubing, like okay. tubes. <laughs> I think they can just <laughs> hold their own. Oh, okay. In a slow-moving river. Yeah. Like, the river, just, you are one with it. Like, oh. It just becomes part of your lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Does this help? It Am does. I helping? The visualization here <laughs> helps. The waving our arms to think about the currents. Do, do you know how to swim now? Did this I, teach you? I can learn how to swim. Oh, there you go. Waving my arms Just like this. Around. You don't need floaties. You have arms. <laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed for you. What? <laughs> How dare you? Spoiler alert. I can't swim. <laughs> Ooh, I can. Whatever. But I don't think I would get into these waters. No, I don't get into natural bodies of water, even when the fish are as small as my fingernails. I just don't want them on me. Could you imagine if that thing just like accidentally brushed past you? Like it did. Yeah. It was it even like no intentions, yeah. no nothing. It just like brushed past you and you're yep. like, oh my God. Right? What is that thing? Well, yeah, because here's the thing. So they're... They look really, really odd, too. Mm-hmm. So 
we haven't talked about sturgeons yet because I'm saving that because sturgeons are freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're just, they kind of hit a point of evolution where they were like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. We're good. (laughs) As with quite a few animals that we've talked about recently. Yep. That like, there was no need to keep evolving. No. What a waste of our energy. Yeah. Like why put our energy towards changing our genes when everything's working pretty well? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're good. So they just kind of stopped with what they had. (laughs) And so they've, they've got a pretty primitive setup, but it's a really effective setup. Okay. So they're, they're very, very long. Right. They look quite sleek in the water Mm -hmm. and they have these weird, elongated scooped heads kind of yeah like a well actually more like a tropical like salt water yeah fish, kind of that mm-hmm. they have that the the concave like, yeah. curve of the face yeah and their their mouths kind of upturn like you could be tricked into thinking it was a smile oh that's Ooh, a little that's scary. terrifying yeah i don't yeah. like that <laughs> um and their bodies are really streamlined they have a dorsal fin that stretches all the way along their backs up to their tail. And then their tail is incredibly powerful and it's, it's shaped kind of like, um, like a fan, like a fan tail, but it's really short and stubby. Right. So it's not, it's like a little paper fan. Yeah. And not like a big, fancy lace on the end. Right. You know, we're not talking about like fantail goldfish that have those like wavy things. Exactly. But it's got that like outward, Mm -hmm. like a clownfish. Like they kind of have like little short round tails like that. Or another thing it kind of reminds me of is if you've been at a pet store and seen the fancy guppies. With the short little mm-hmm. papa tail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like, like that. having a dorsal fin that goes all the way down mm-hmm. from their, like, from the base of their, their yeah, neck. Skull. Yeah. Like, all the way down to their tail. Yeah. That's pretty abnormal for, like, any fish. Yeah. Eels. Yeah. Eels have mm-hmm. fins like that. Um, that's literally all that's coming to mind. <laughs> I'm sure there's others, but, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not a super standard thing and their their coloring is really unique too and can change based on um what what type of season they're in and whether or not they're breeding okay yeah which is pretty normal for for fish in particular and so are they are they reddish like like one of the terms yeah so their heads are usually a coppery grayish greenish color and then as you go further back into their body, they get darker. So their bodies are, are black, black, black. Oh, okay. And then their tails are this bright, vibrant scarlet red. Oh. And then that red kind of like stipples up through part of their body. So if imagine if you were. Okay. Okay. Close your eyes and, and imagine this. You're just floating around in a beautiful beautiful little estuary off of the Amazon river Mm -hmm. and it's a nice, wonderful, quiet, peaceful day, very calm waters, minding my own business, minding your own business. And all you see is a flash of red in the darkness of the water. Yep. Color. Yeah. 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 I would probably get out of there. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what I would think, but I would certainly (laughs) be like, nope, knew this was a bad idea. Should never have gotten in. Not going to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I would probably move faster than I've ever moved in my little <laughs> life before. <laughs> I, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Big fish are a little much for me. They're quite large, too. So you'd see like this whole flash just going really quickly by. Right. And it would just be darkness and then red. Right. Yeah. Because you're like, their head's dark. Yep. And their body, and from the top. Yep. It's quite thin. It's just, yep. But, like, it's from when you're going to look at pictures of them, you're going to see them from the side, which, as with most fish, you get, like, they look kind of fat. And Mm -hmm. they look like, yeah, they've got, you know, this width width to them. Right. Yeah, they're probably a good... This height to them, I should say. Two to three feet, like, tall. From from right. backbone to belly. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, how do we talk about dimensions yeah. when, we're, when we're describing something that is 
you know, like an envelope. Exactly. Like a, a thin envelope. Yes. But it's got it's that. It's got that dimensionality, that yes. direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't want to call it width. No, and it's not height either. No. Yeah. But it's kind of like, if you were going to say from no, like from mm-hmm. the very tip of their mouth to the end of their tail is their length. Yeah. Um, then we would say that that is their height from yeah. the bottom of their belly to their spine or the, to the top of their dorsal fin yeah. is their is their their height height and then their width would be like if you're looking at them from the top mm-hmm. angle they would be very very thin oh yeah under a foot yeah yeah Oof. yeah so cool Excuse huh you fish now thankfully thankfully these these fish are generally harmless to human beings they do not go looking for a fight they are not like some of the other um, fish we associate with the Amazon piranhas. <laughs> We're looking at you, you little devils. <laughs> they're, they're not here to pick a fight with humans. They'll mm-hmm. mostly just leave humans totally alone. They're, they don't eat things as big as humans, so they wouldn't be messing with you. What I'm hearing here, though, mm-hmm. is not that these are just gentle, harmless creatures oh, and no. they don't eat anything bad. Oh, no. <laughs> what I'm reading between the lines is that these are carnivorous Yes, fish? they are. Oh, boy. They are. Oh, carnivorous boy. and opportunistic omnivores. Okay, okay. So they're a part of this type of, of fish that is a carnivorous bony-tongued fish. Excuse you? Oh, yeah. We'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, this this grouping of fish is called Osteoglossidae. Osteoglossidae. I got it. I'm here. Okay. The bony tongue. Okay. Um, osteo being like bone. Mm-hmm. And then they use this large bone tongue that is studded with teeth to catch prey. Because they have, they have teeth that line their jaw, right? They have a really strong bony tongue that has teeth implanted in it, like studded throughout their tongue. And then they also have teeth on the roof of their mouth. <laughs> so they use their entire mouth to catch their prey and kind of just smoosh it and tear it to shreds and swallow it. I don't like that. It's delicious. Like literally at all. How do you have a bone tongue? Like, yeah, okay. our tongues are, are mm-hmm. not, they're not muscle. No, they are muscles. Our tongues are fully muscle. Yeah, our tongues yep. are just the muscles on the outside. Their tongues are not body. fully muscle. But are I'm they like partially muscle? Oh, of course. Okay, yeah, it's have not muscle on. It's them. not just like I've Mm-mm. got a bone slab no. in my tongue. No, but also, yeah, I have to show you this picture, and I'm going to put this up as well. Ooh, am I going to vomit a little bit? No, it's not. I'm just going to show you a picture of the bone part. Oh, okay, but I think <laughs> I might vomit because that sounds disgusting. No, it's not. It's it's a little is bit it like more. A, is it like an extension of a spine where there's like segments so they can move it? Or is it like one bone? It's one bone. So it's just like. I can't even tell. Yep. Not yep. It's just there. Yep. Could you, could you imagine how you have to talk if you come over town? Uh, hello. We, I mean, nope, we, I can't. we literally could not I use literally language can't. the way we use it if we couldn't use our no. tongues. Uh-uh, because our whole language is Also, teeth around. in tongues. That sounds like something that straight up came out of a wrinkle in time. Yeah. Like, you know that moment in A Wrinkle in Time in, like, the, the original, like, the really bad original movie? Mm-hmm. Where, like, what, it's just, like, a mass of, like, teeth and bones and hair. Yep. Like, and, like, tongue or something like that. Yep. Like, that's what I imagine their tongue looks like, and yep. it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I don't like it at all. Okay, so I don't think it's that terrifying for us. Okay. For us. If you were a small fish or if you were like a bird that landed on the top of the water, then yeah, it should be terrifying. I can't find the picture. But like if it was going to bite me, it would hurt. Here you go. Like if I was being an idiot and like poking and poking and poking and bothering it. Oh, God. That's not their tongue, but that's their teeth. Oh, my God. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) Also, I just want to take a moment and talk about how, like, teeth in general gross me out. Like, I'm not a tooth person. I don't like my own teeth. I hate the dentist. But I especially hate it when animals have teeth that are so, like, there's just, they're just single teeth just sticking out of the gum. Yeah. And they're not, it's not like a row of teeth. It's just, like, tooth, three inches, tooth, three inches. Because, firstly, like, how is that an effective strategy to do anything? And secondly, I think it reminds me of... 
maybe it was a type of dinosaur in the Land Before Time series, mm-hmm. I want to say, that had teeth like that. Oh, or, yeah, I think so. Something or honestly, like it could be anything in the, like, Tim Burton-esque, like, Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. That's their. That's the bone from inside their tongue. Yeah. The, it, okay, the one, the one that's, like, shorter and stubbier? No, that's their scale. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say that just looks like the mm-hmm. like a little piece off an artichoke. Yeah. No. Yum. No, that's about the size of their scales. Okay. One scale, is about three to four inches. I mean, honestly, that bone is not what I was picturing at all. I don't know mm-hmm. why. For some reason, I was thinking like a rounded bone instead of like a oh. flat like slice of Mm-mm. bone. No. I was thinking like yeah. like an arm bone, like yeah. just hanging out in their mouth. That makes a lot more sense no. because it literally just looks like a tongue, but bone. Made out of bone. Yeah. Yeah. Gross though. <laughs> <laughs> Still gross. <laughs> They're just... I just don't know why in my head I couldn't comprehend that bones can be different shapes. Like for a moment I just had a like, I just couldn't think. That's why we assist our research with Photos. Photos with visuals. <laughs> oh, me over here straight up thinking this the fish had like a tibia bone in its mouth. Hey, that'd be pretty impressive. We would definitely have to talk about that fish. <laughs> Gross. But yeah, pretty cool, huh? No, I think it's disgusting I think and it's I hate it. awesome and I love it. I just changed my whole mind about everything critter cast. I don't think I love all critters anymore. I, okay. These these guys get kind of a bad rap sometimes because they're so big, but they really are not here to mess with people and they're pretty endangered. So, you know, they're cool. Also, they're cool. They're, it is one of my life's goals, bucket list, to see an arapaima. You're going to have to do more to convince me. Okay, let's keep going then. So, Osteoglossidae. Here's a cool thing about them. They are the only type of fish that have a gastrointestinal tract that passes to the left side of their stomach. All other types of fish have a gastrointestinal tract that passes to the right side of their tomac- stomach. Is that is that relevant? Like, is no. there some... No. It's just like a it's fun It's just fact. a weird thing about them. They're just like, meh. Yeah. Like, but I wonder... They're rebels. Well, I just, thing. like, wonder what, the, like, if there was ever a purpose. Like, if they were at one point yeah. there and then, like, over evolutionary times they migrated to, like, make room for something Yeah, I'm else. assuming... Well, I'm assuming it's probably linked to the fact that they do not... And, again, we're not ex- experts. I do not have, like... This is just us posing the question. Yeah. <laughs> Any actual reason to believe this? But another interesting thing about the arapaima specifically is that they only use their gills when they're very very young their gills are very rudimentary gills they're very small they Mm -hmm. cannot propel the amount of oxygen needed right Um, right so that's what gills are just in case anybody on this is like super not into fish yeah (laughs) it's the way that they take water in pull Mm -hmm. the oxygen out of the h2o Mm -hmm. turned into just h2 and utilize it in all your cellular processes oh look at this animal sciences (laughs) this is why we keep you around oh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah they don't do that so how do they breathe they have a modified swim bladder that acts like lungs Okay. So it's in the back of their mouth and they'll kind of... Which is not where a swim bladder usually is. Right? It's a really weird... It's called the labyrinth organ. Okay. Which is Because we so don't cool. understand it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, yeah, remember yep. that David Bowie movie? Yeah, we didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but also it was kind of sexy. So... <laughs> okay. Oh, just me. Okay. Um, so they'll kind of like vacuum in air using this labyrinth organ. Right. And that means that they can take in, oh, baby. Here, Cassie, pick you up. I just want to sit on the back of the couch and be an old lady dog. Okay, be an old lady dog. Okay. So because of this, they can take in a lot more air at a time than most fish can. Uh Uh-huh. So they can be submerged in the water for like 15 to 20 minutes without having to come up to breathe. But Wait, they'll come up to breathe. So they, they have to, they yeah. can't. So honestly, like yeah. to me, like, okay, on some level that's cool. But on another level, like, does that even make you a fish? If you have to come above the water to breathe, are you and even a fish anymore? Here again, we get to our returning eternal question of 
Why? Taxonomy? Why? What the fuck? Why do we bother? Fudge. Why do we bother classifying anything <laughs> for any reason if they're all just going to break all the stupid rules That's anyway? Right. That's right. Don't classify things. Anarchy to all animals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the no. Arapaima are basically a symbol of anarchy. Oh, no. Animal anarchy. Ugh. Arapaima animal anarchy. They're like, just They're vive la France. Too cool for everything. Viva la revolution. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Is now a good moment in your facts where, like, mm. we've covered the basics. Like, we're, we're pretty set. There's, like, two more things I want to tell you about the way they breathe. Okay. Okay. And then we'll be, we'll be pretty good. Okay. Okay, so one thing is, since they have to come to the surface to get breaths of, of air, right? You can um, hear them around you in the stillness of the water. No, because I don't like that. They'll break the water with a splash, but then you'll also hear a distinctive coughing sound when they breathe. What? Yeah. So they can't even do it well. The other thing is that since they can breathe air, they can live outside of the water. For guess how long? An hour. No. Two hours. So much more. What? Over 24 hours. How and why? Because they can breathe the but air. The whole time they're like a la smokers. <coughs> yeah, they're kind of gasping, but they're breathing. Well, that doesn't seem like they're really living. Their skin doesn't dry out. Like, it they does. Need... That's why they'll die eventually. Yeah. But they can breathe outside of the water. Unlike uh, other fish, which will like strangle to death if you take them out of the water. They just make me uncomfortable, <laughs> and I am still not loving them. I feel like you really haven't done a very good Man, job convincing me. I'm sorry. I think they're, they're cool so cool. When honestly, they just make everyone really uncomfortable. Like, do you want to see a fish out of water that's like living? Yes, because no. then I can put it back, and it will go on its merry way. No, I don't. Yes. You can't put that fish back in the water by yourself. No, not, no, <laughs> no. That's a, a team hall at Target's got that little sticker with the two yeah. stick figures. <laughs> this is a two-person job. This, this two might be a ten-person job. Yeah, at work today we had yeah. one box that was like, this is two-person. It's 53 pounds. Because oh, I think the rule is anything 50. over 50. That's right. I'm like, okay, 53. That oh, extra nope. three pounds is going to make the difference. It very well could. We lifted it with two people. Okay, Calm yourself. Good. good job following best practices. <laughs> Yeah, that right. fish is like a four-person <laughs> job, though. Like, that's yeah. a team lift. Yeah, you got to be real careful with these fish, too. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Yeah. I think now's a great time to take a pause and thank our uh, our lovely podcast friends for sharing their promos with us and sharing our promos with their listeners. Yes. Now is the time in the episode when we give a shout-out to one of our other favorite awesome podcasts. This week, we are shouting out to Varmints, Woo-hoo. which is... A wildly popular animal podcast. For a reason. Chances it's are, so if fun. you listen to us, you've probably already listened to them. But yeah. then enjoy this That's lovely right. promo. We don't care. You have to listen to the promo anyway. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes! New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> yes. So, if you like that, check it out. They gave you all the info for their social media and how to find them. Yep, they're fabulous. If you are at all enjoying listening to us, I can probably guarantee you that you will love them. Same kind of vibe. Very similar. All Very... non-experts. All just loving and appreciating animals. Also, so much more. They've been in the game for so much longer than we have. And so they have, there's, you could never run out of listening. Well, I mean, you can, you can catch up with them. Right, right. I mean, you but could try really hard. And you can learn up. about all the awesome animals. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like we mentioned in previous episodes, they'll keep going because 
you, there's animals. no stopping with there's animals. There's so many of so them. So many. There's no stopping. <laughs> um, that being said, something in their promo, you know, caught my interest. Mm-hmm. We we don't often talk about how tasty some of the animals we talk about may or may not be. Mm-hmm. Probably because a lot of the animals we talk about, like, we just don't want to think about that. Yeah. These fish, however, oh, I yeah. feel like oh, yeah. are the type of fish that people might want because, like, 200 pounds of fish... Let's go feed a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They've actually been overfished commercially. Oh, no. Which is one of the reasons that they're now protected in certain ways. Okay. Um, but there's... I'm, they may make me uncomfortable, but I'm I'm all for protecting species, even when... Except for mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Heck with the mosquitoes. <laughs> Everybody else. Down with the mosquitoes. <laughs> I just don't understand their purpose in the circle of life. Okay. <laughs> They cheated the system. They have no purpose. It's, it's to spread disease. Know, whatever. And ah! <laughs> tragedy and giant bites. Oh, God. No, but, but not Arapaima. Yeah. No, and I, 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 you know, I may not be their, their number one fan, but I'm, I'm happy to hear that they've got some protection out yeah. there to yeah. keep them from extinction. I think they must be pretty tasty, though, because... Um, Local native people have long fished for them, either right. with line fishing, net fishing, or harpooning. How the heck can you line fish that? Right? That's got to be strong. That's actually one of the only ways you can fish for them now. Really? Mm-hmm. Because, because they're protected. Because anything else is too effective. Yeah. And you could get too many and endanger the population. Yeah. But like, yeah, if you line yeah. fish, it's just like a fight. And if you really won yep. that fight, then I guess you gosh darn earned that. That's like, right. So actually in Guyana, you have to get the permission um, of the the local native people mm-hmm. in order to fish mm-hmm. for the Arapaima. And, and you have to follow the very strict regulations of only fly fishing for them. Oh boy! Yeah. Now, okay. Now you'll have to help me out because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a fisher and I have oh. no background in fishing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is fly fishing? You have a hook, right? Right. So you uh, and this hook, it's a pretty big hook, and you could put bait on it. Right. You cannot put bait on it. But can you put those little mm-hmm. the little flies so are can, like the little fake. You baits, can tie right? a fly right using all the traditional assortments of tie fishing fly fishing tying stuff i don't know whatever fishing line that's it's like feathers and other things like that yeah Yeah. and you can make something that's going to look like a little insect or a bug or even a small bird right landing on the water look like bait but it's not yeah yeah and then you cast that out Got it. With so, so the fly, fly fishing is talking about the bait. It's not, and and the type of yeah. rod. It's not talking about throwing it. Yeah, if you're fly fishing, you have to be kind of constantly moving the rod. Oh, so you can't just like sit there and wait. Yeah, like, you wouldn't really. If you had bait, you could just toss it in and kind of leave it there, right? Until something bites the right. bait. But to really mimic. The, the movements of an insect or mm-hmm. a small bird or something, mm-hmm. you would cast it out with a, a fly fishing rod, which is like longer and has a little bit more wiggle. Okay. So you can get a lot of line that goes out. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dad. I learned a lot from you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get a lot of line that goes out and you, you'll send it way out and then you'll reel it back in really slowly uh-huh. so that the whole idea is that it's moving hopefully you're enticing the fish to exactly travel along but then once you have it and mm-hmm. it, it gets hooked yeah literally, <laughs> yeah uh then you have to try and fight this yep. 300 you know two to yep. 300 pound assuming that you've caught yourself an average size yep aeropyma yes and like fight it and maybe it gets your fishing rod and maybe you get a fish yeah so a lot of times when you're fishing for fish like this yes there's um additional equipment that you can use to help support your back usually Mm -hmm. you you would not be fishing for a fish like this on your own right you would have other people there you're not gonna go out there and man versus wild it by yourself please don't especially (laughs) if you don't have any like training and how to do that because <laughs> yeah go, they could pull you down and just do this now. <laughs> no don't do it <laughs> and then you can have a net to bring them in once you get them but mm-hmm. you're gonna need another hand with that net right and here's the thing with arapaima remember how earlier i said that they're normally harmless right well but like any animal is gonna try and defend itself exactly uh, nobody wants to be eaten nope Mm-mm. Come on. No. Like, and they are, like we talked about, 400 pounds of muscle. Right. 
and very sinuous, strong, agile muscle. So what they'll do Mm -hmm. is kind of... um, flail their bodies around They're really, really fast. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll thrash and they'll smack into you. And even when they're just hunting, yeah. they can propel themselves out of the water. Oh my. To Yeah, so this is why they don't only eat just other fish, but they'll sometimes eat things that land on the water or get close to the water surface. Right. So they can catch a bird right. or like small mammals right. that are if dangling a, down. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so close enough. Yeah, they'll leap a little bit out of the water and yeah. snag that thing. Nothing, and eat you know, it. they're not going to go soaring. It's hard to no. get that much muscle yeah. like, out of the water. But they but can propel right. a fair amount, especially because they have that swim, that swim bladder, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're fighting you and they're thrashing and they're th- propelling themselves out of the water, yeah, they can do some serious damage. Yeah. They could actually kill you. Just from like pure, like. If they hit you at the right spot. Right, right. You know, they could they could break something. I mean, it's the same thing like with any large animal that we work with. Like that's why um like rodeos and bull riders are so oh, um, yeah. so at risk of back injury yeah, and yeah, like yeah. neck injury because mm-hmm. these are just incredibly large animals. Like it it doesn't matter whether they're intending to make direct contact with you or like right. their base instinct is to just thrash around to try and get away. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're like, I'm going to go full attack mode <laughs> and slap you with my tail. No, they're like, just trying to get out of there. Uh, a la speed, the speed racer, the blue tongue skink <laughs> when he feels like, Hey, I want to come out. I changed my mind. Yeah. And they just like, and you worry about their, their bones and their yes. backs as they're like, I'm sure it can't be great for them to be like frantically oh, no. thrashing. No, um, especially but, not if they're already hooked. Right, but yeah. it's certainly not great for you either. So, nope. like, maybe just avoid it. I'm, <laughs> yeah, like it's not. You could fish for a lot easier fish, mm-hmm. and it would be easier on you and easier on the fish, and it would be fine. I Who also could eat that much fish meat anyway. I mean, you can feed like a whole small village with one of these. I'm not trying to feed a small village. Sometimes I am. Oh, are you? I don't, I could be. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess now I know how. <laughs> you just got to get some skills. That's right. Get one of those, uh, the you know, one of those back braces that like yep. workmen in warehouses yep. wear. Yeah, you can get kind of adapted things like that for yeah. fishing that you can like lock your your uh, fly rod onto oh, when no, you I, catch I, it. I would not like my fly rod to be locked onto me because <laughs> if I do lose the fight, I would not like to be pulled <laughs> into the water. <laughs> That's why you got to have a knife ready to cut the line. Oh, see, then I would just stab myself. Like, I don't trust myself around a knife yeah. like that. Fishing is a serious sport, my friend. Yeah, this is why I'm not into it. I mean, oh, I wouldn't goodness. say all fishing is serious This sport. is extreme fishing. Yeah. But it's like extreme but still X sportman's like fishing. fishing. It's not like shooting fish in a barrel extreme, right? It's like. Well, that seems dumb. Yeah, exactly. That seems stupid. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mentioned earlier that I love the show River Monsters. Right. And this is where I first became aware of Arapaima mm-hmm. and how freaking awesome they are. And they are one of the only fish that has eluded Jeremy Wade. Amazing. He couldn't catch one. Accomplished. Not the first time. Oh, he went. He went back. Another episode about it. And then he was finally able to catch one. But they're also one of the only fish that has seriously injured him. Oh, wow. What happened? He was um, he was in a it was like a a breeding facility, um, like a farm, a sustainable farm for Mm -hmm. Arapaima, Mm -hmm. because now to kind of try and restock. Right. um, And still let people eat Arapaima who really like to. Yeah. in Peru, yeah, they have um, started farming them in ways that are sustainable, yeah. as we do with salmon yeah. and tuna and yeah. many other types of fish that are in people's diets. But we don't want to decimate the native exactly. populations and the wild populations. Then mm-hmm. we create sustainable farming for them, as we do with a lot of yep. um, on land produce. Yep, yeah. yeah. So he was at one of these farms and he got just totally broadsided by one. And well, it, I mean, he wasn't even fishing. He was just he like, was not, he was wasn't he in fishing. The water? He was in the water. Uh, yeah. He was in the water and they were trying to net one uh, and it didn't like it. And so it smacked him and got him in the ribs. And I think yikes. it just bruised the ribs. But yeah. I mean, like, bruised ribs are no lasting. Joke, that just hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Ooh. like, well, cause the thing we forget about too is like when you get a bruise on your skin, most of the time that's a muscle bruise, right. it hurts, it goes away, it turns all those nasty colors. But when you have bruised bones, yeah. 
that takes a very long time to heal. Not to mention that all the muscle to that, like down yeah. to that bone yeah, is also bruised. That's a fairly extensive damage happening right? there. You got all the way down. Like <sighs> you in pain and your ribs move every single time you breathe. Yeah. Every single time you have the slightest movement. Ooh. And so you can't like rest them and not irritate them, nope. which just makes it last longer. Nope. Yeah. That's harsh. Um, for those of you who don't know, River Monsters is an Animal Planet TV show. Woohoo. It's, they uh, do not sponsor us. No, no. Yet. I've watched a couple episodes with Cassie. It's that real campy, cheesy. I love it. Uh, what are these deadly creatures? But then actually it's really just normal fish and they're not really out killing people. And it's about like <laughs> demystifying yeah. the negative but stereotypes the, about some In of the campiest, fish. most dramatic way possible. Which makes it amazing. Is, it's funny because is it actually, I don't think it is an Animal Planet show. Is it? No, it is. It's or an discovery. Animal... Wait, mm, I know. Now I'm like, if it is an Animal Planet show, it has a Discovery Channel vibe or like a History Channel vibe. You know, it's not History Channel. No, but you know what I mean. Like, it's that same vibe. It's it's been shown on Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, and ITV. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. it's shown on both networks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely has less of that happy-go-lucky <laughs> yeah. Animal Planet vibe and more of the Discovery Channel. One of my favorite things about it is that they'll do the reenactments of attacks, yes. supposed God, attacks. You know, <laughs> I love reenactments, like in general. <laughs> right. I because I started a new job recently, like anytime you onboard a new job that has any right. type of like real structure, training materials, anti harassment <gasps> videos, like yes. anti all the things. And let me tell you, Oh yeah. This job for like those reenactments, I was like, Ooh, okay, classic. as an actor, like how do I get me in there? Right. <laughs> I would be all about that. I would sell and the I bet, heck like, out of it. I bet it. they just pay you in pizza and like, I'd be here for it. Yeah. Like pizza and bad acting. Yes. <laughs> It's That's so the funny. name of this episode, Arapaima Pizza and Bad Acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. River Monsters. River Monsters. A true river monster. It's, it's good stuff. A this misunderstood is... monster. Exactly. But a monster nonetheless. But not actually a monster. BT oh, okay. Dubs. We okay. know we just called it a monster, but Like, not it's though. not, though. No, it's fine. Uh, there's another reason I wanted to talk about Arapaima right now. Mm-hmm. And it's because my dad, my brother, and my brother's girlfriend are planning to go on an adventure this summer to the Amazon River Basin. Oh, wow. And they're going to um, take a boat right up the Amazon. And, and not try to fish for Aeropima. Yeah, dad says he's not going to. Oh, yeah. No. Your dad is sensible. <laughs> I, <know he laughs> I, is. I think I agree with him. <laughs> but I've been trying to convince him to promise to do um, a, a Jeremy Wade-esque photo shoot. Oh, okay. You know. Of him being. This like- is Miles Hemstrom. <laughs> I am. A river monster hunter. hunter. (laughs) (laughs) And then I can call my brother and say, dad went on a hunting trip. He hasn't been back in a few days. Oh, my God. (laughs) And your brother would go, um, Cassie, I'm sitting right next to him. (laughs) He would. He would ruin the whole joke. He would not understand it. It's fine. Oh, man. Okay. I guess we should get back to Arapaima, huh? I mean, we're still talking about that. Okay. That's true. Totally off topic. Yeah. So it's very timely. Because, yeah. you know, I would love to go to the Amazon, A, just because it's the Amazon, and B, because I'm kind of obsessed with Arapaima. Mm. The thing is, though, you can't just go to the Amazon and see Arapaima. No. So. Like. I'd probably have better luck if I went to the Tennessee Aquarium, which has a really good and robust Arapaima community. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Do they have one on, on exhibit? N- several. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a whole like they have a aquarium river, like, for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because think about like most aquariums put a really strong focus on salt mm-hmm. water. Yep. Um, like they'll they'll do occasional exhibits with river mm-hmm. river and like freshwater animals, but for the most part, it's like all about. And that's because a lot of aquariums are well. I guess Tennessee wouldn't be like a. Right. They're, they're not on the ocean. Right. Just because like most of the aquariums I've been on are here in California. Yeah. They're on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're embracing what you would find on sure. the West Coast. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think Especially they, with yeah. conservation efforts in the mm-hmm. local yeah. um, ecosystem. Yeah. But, but, yeah, Tennessee's smack dab in the yeah. middle there. But I'm sure they got plenty of rivers. Yeah. Not native Arapaima. Arapaima no. They were like, these are cool. Yeah. 
Totally. They also, you can see them them too. Yeah. Okay. You can see them in the Smithsonian. Okay. And like um, real live ones. Yeah. I've never been to the Smithsonian. I thought like, it seems like it's way more than what I think it is. The Smithsonian is, it's like free, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like six different buildings or more on, on a giant quad. Mm -hmm. Um, And And each building is dedicated to its own thing. Yeah. And some of them are like, yeah, this is like, this is a museum. Yeah. And others are like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe other things. Well, then there's things like they have partnerships with like the National Zoo uh-huh. and other things like that. So, Whoa. yeah, really cool. Yeah, Another he- place where you can see them is in Dallas. Okay. At the Dallas World Aquarium. Okay. And um, in Sweden, the Museum of oh. Sweden has. I will go there a giant if there is a real, like if there is an Ikea there. <laughs> like, I just want to know what that's like. Um, like, hello. I want to know, like, are they offended by it? Can or, I, like, are, do they embrace Ikea? Now I'm wondering if I can go to Ikea and ask to buy an Arapaima enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, excuse me. I feel like you need this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's called the Ekdorp. <laughs> uh, dash little tiny circles above the, you know. Umlauts. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you want to hear about breeding? Sure. Yeah, you do. Because there's some fun stuff. Sure. Actually, it's it's cool stuff. You'll like it. Okay. Okay. So they lay eggs during the dry season, which is between February and March. They'll build nests using their fins, and both the mother and the father will contribute to building the nest. Okay. They will... Okay. First of all, the size of mm-hmm. these nests. Mm-hmm. All right. 20 inches long. Okay. So over two feet long. 20 inches? 28 oh, okay. inches. And then 10 inches deep. Mm-hmm. And then they will lay up to 50,000 eggs. In, that's not that large of a nest. Nope. Now, do they lay these eggs before or after fertilization? Before fertilization. Yeah. Yep. As, and then, as with many fish, not all yep. fish, but with many fish. Yeah. And, and then like, the male will fertilize them. And the chance of all 50,000 of those being fertilized right. or surviving is so small. Okay, but yeah. their chances of surviving are better than they could be because mm-hmm. both uh, parents contribute to the protection of the nest. Oh, Which is pretty chill. Yeah. A la Finding Nemo. Exactly. Which is totally fictional and clownfish don't Shh. actually work that way. <laughs> also, no. Yes. Right. Um. So the eggs will hatch at the beginning of the wet season, which lasts from October through November. And that will give the fry, the baby fish, ample time and opportunity to gather food and get strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like I said earlier, they stick to the um, the slow running waters, lower oxygen levels because they don't need to get right. the oxygen from the water. Right. So they're not as populated with a bunch of other fish. Right. There are other fish and those other fish are very um, easy targets because uh, they can't move as quickly in low oxygen levels of water. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. So they're like the the, the apex predator of yep. their environment. Totally. Aside from when humans were overfishing yep. them because there was no regulation yep. on just taking a harpoon and exactly shoving it through a fish. Yeah. Please don't do that. No, don't. I mean, like... Such an if excessive way. If that's part of your local native history then that's one thing but don't do it just for like giggles i mean eh. yeah yeah i'm not here to pass judgment mm. <laughs> maybe a little bit of judgment we never ever <laughs> said that this would be a judgment free zone that's true we ever. did not i think early on we expressly stated that this would be oh, a judge full zone yeah we judge <laughs> Whatever. Fine. It's fine. Okay. So in the wet season, a lot of times the rivers will overflow. So the fish will be dispersed into the surrounding forest for miles. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they'll even get to remote areas where the floodwaters contain so much decaying vegetation, the oxygen levels are way too low to support most fish, but not the arapaima. So they're like, yeah, I'm just living like it's cool. three miles off of where the river should be. Yep. 
And then as like me as and the, my forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. and our parents. <laughs> and our parents. And then, like, as the That's water right. levels um, lower again, mm-hmm. do they follow the water back or do yeah. they, like, end up stranded? No, they'll follow the oh, water good. back. I just, I didn't know how quickly that process happened. It's pretty, it's gradual. It's yeah. not, like, super slow. So they slow. have time to be, like, yeah. on we, it's, on we go cool. back to the river. Yeah. As opposed to, like, they wake up one day and they're, like, oh, no. <laughs> I have 24 hours to get back to water. Oh, no, swim for all your little life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so I promised you some really interesting stuff about reproduction of arapaima. Okay. So, like I said, it's a, a partnership deal. Right. The males will guard the nest while the females stay nearby mm-hmm. to ward off predators. Mm-hmm. Research suggests the arapaimas are mouth incubators. How, though? If they lay the eggs. Yeah. So they lay the eggs, fertilize them, and then put them in their mouths? Sometimes to move them to safer places and protect oh. them from predators. Like gators. Yeah. Or crocodiles. Not yep. gators, but crocodiles. Yeah, exactly. Oh? No, I think just crocodiles. But with 50,000 of them. Well, yeah, but they're, they can't be that big. Like, nah, they're no, fried. If, if 50,000 fit in a nest that size, yeah. like they can't be that big. No, and that's about the same size. And do size. they split half and half? No, just the the males just, do it. Just the males. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doing the extra work. I see. I know how they're it is. here to pull their weight. Okay. Okay. And their weight's pretty substantial. Right. So they are helping out. Yeah. So yeah, they'll. Um, oh, and also, the males help out in another way too because when spawning, their heads will turn a darker, grayish, greenish, blackish color. Mm-hmm. Um. So that when the fry hatch, they can stay really close to the father's head. And they'll be able to kind of blend in with the dad's head and make mm. the dad's head look really big. Oh. But also make the fry difficult for potential predators to see. Right, right. Yeah. So the, and then when they grow big enough to fend for themselves, dad will be like, okay, peace. And he'll swim away and his color will go back to normal. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Do the females change color? Or is nope. it really just the males? Just the males. And then the females are pretty much that color. Yeah. Year round. Yep. Yeah. And I assume they don't like mate for life or anything like that. It's just like you stick with the female yeah. and her eggs that you picked for that season. And then like wherever you are. Serial monogamy. Next season. Like on we go. To yep. the next To the next lucky fish. Totally. Maybe it's one of my daughters. I don't know. Eee. That's how fish work. Okay. It's fine. It's Their fine. genetics are. they. It's not the same as No. Us. Their genetics are different. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, they will take about four to five years to reach sexual maturity there. Okay, so, so at least it's not my one-year-old daughter. Time. <laughs> it's just my five-year-old daughter. Ooh, yikes. What is their lifespan? Do we talk about that? 20 years. 20 years. That's for not bad. For a fish. Yeah, but for large fish. For a so. freshwater fish. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, sturgeon have a similar lifespan, too. Sturgeon have a longer lifespan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, larger freshwater fish, mm-hmm. especially that don't have, yep. you know, high predators and when... There is controlled fishing yep. to, you know, kind of eliminate that. Yep. Really like, yeah, I just get to live out my natural life and that's 20 years and that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So, yeah, that's Arapaima. Oh my goodness. What do you think? I have many thoughts. Yeah? Most of them are about those <laughs> dumb tongues. <laughs> I, I think Fair. that's where I'm stuck. I don't know that my brain ever we never got past process. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. It did process, you know, the, the hefty muscle and the thrashing and and all that. But yeah. like mostly like my brain literally just keeps looping back around to this image that I created. It's not uh-huh. even an image that you showed me. It's just an image in my <laughs> head of like a gross bony tongue. A, a circular bone. <laughs> no, no, no. No, the tongue bone like, like no longer. Like an arm bone no. out of the mouth. <laughs> no, no longer is the. Now it's just like a, a regular tongue with uh-huh. just like teeth. Yeah. Gross. It fits in really nicely with tweezer teeth. I and oh tampon God. eyes. No. Toothed tongue. No, I just can't. I can't handle it. Or like we, when we talked about um, hornworms. Oh, they're, yeah. They're a little tiny tongue tooth. Yep. And they're twerking. And they're twerking. Yep. Twerking they're little horns on their booties. Twerking horns. They're oh a little horny. Gosh. It's okay. Oh, my God. Don't judge them. <laughs> <laughs> no, judge them. Um, <laughs> Speaking of fish. Yeah. 
we we have uh, yet another. Mm-hmm. We don't usually throw in two promos. Right. But this was very timely because yeah. we talked about fish. methods of fishing. And we are not experts on fish or methods of fishing. But this podcast has a much better expertise level. You got so quiet. People are going to be like, do I turn my volume up? Like, Turn your volume up. No. Like, why would you do that to them? I'm sorry. You, uh, that was evil. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> please enjoy this next promo of a fellow animal podcaster. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. Just for the hell of it! Fried in a basket or broiled in a pan. Eat it raw like you're in Siam. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. It's a podcast. Fish nerds. I always love a good theme song. You know me. Oh, we yeah. got to update the promo we send out to people to include our theme song. Ugh. Because yeah. it has it has like our old our old theme, but it doesn't have our new yeah. theme that has you know like real lyrics, and we got to do that. Yes. Um, just a couple quick critter cast updates slash casting Karina life updates for you hey. guys because this episode is part. getting a little long, so we're not gonna go nuts on you guys. Um, but. Things are continuing in CritterCast world. We've been a little quiet on the social media and Patreon front this month because, like I said earlier in the episode, I did start a brand new job this, like, literally right after the last, on the day the last episode came out. And so it's just been a crazy two weeks for me, and I'm still kind of in that transition. And, like, I don't really, like, for... um, I, I can't go, like, I don't want to go crazy about, like, what I do and, like, who I work for. I mean, not what I do, but, like, who I work for because I do work for the government now. Right. And, like, just want to keep that in mind. <laughs> but I work for an animal shelter that is brand new and is currently not finished with construction, but should be. <laughs> We're a little behind. There's a little bit of stress, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so, like, no, like we have a small team right now. We have more people coming on next week. Mm-hmm. And we're just, like, not where we need to be. And... Um, it's not like crazy stressful, obviously, yeah. like I've worked in an animal shelter environment before and every day in an animal shelter is at least a little stressful, <laughs> uh, but there's just been a lot of work and like, it's a huge adjustment for me yeah. to go from being at home every day, being with all of our pets, having my own schedule and power over my schedule, which mm-hmm. I didn't love as much as I thought I was going right, to enjoy it. Right. Um, but it's still an adjustment to be like, I get up, I go to work, I'm gone for nine, 10 hours and yeah. then I come home yeah. and I have like not a lot left to give to everything else. So that's why things have been a little bit quieter for it's Critter an adjustment. Are you liking your new job? Now? Oh, I love my new job. Yay. I just... Like, great. it's just going to be a little bit quieter for a little bit still with Critter Cast. Yeah. Like, we're doing our best here. We are trying to reach out to other expos because we did really enjoy oh, the last expo. It was expo so we much fun. To, but we have not had a lot of luck with people responding. So, it's okay. We may have waited too long. Yeah. They I'm open a, vendor registration, and a couple of the ones we're looking at are the bigger shows yep. that fill up. Yeah. Um, so. That's just something we're Wish keeping an eye out. Like we're <laughs> keeping an eye out for it. Okay. I do want to share something exciting though. Yeah. Um, I've been working on the website. Mm-hmm. Did you all remember that CritterCast has a website? Mm-hmm. CritterCastPodcast.com. That's right. And we've been fleshing it out a little bit with information about how to care for different types of animals, specifically mm-hmm. uh reptiles and how to think about what sorts of reptile might be a good fit for your family. Right. So go check it out. I put a lot of work into it. Karina's put a lot of work into it. It's really cool. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think we mentioned in the last episode that we'd put all of the care sheets up on there that mm -hmm. we created for the expo. And then we went in and added a couple more that based on feedback from the last expo we went on were sheets that people were kind of looking for. Yeah. That's what we've got. Um, the other last big thing for CritterCast right now, which if you guys follow us on social media, you will have seen already. If you don't follow us on social media, check us out on Instagram at CritterCast Podcast, on Facebook at CritterCast, um, on Twitter at Cast Critter. You will have seen photos of our latest foster. That's right. So we had Melody, our kitten. She got adopted very quickly, which we were <laughs> very, very happy. quickly. Um, and then unexpectedly, you know, we, we I did post to CritterCast that uh, Lily, my sister's leopard gecko, 
Franco was visiting, and Lily has been featured on CritterCast before. Oh, yeah, as we well, love Lily because Lily visited last summer, and so we were like, "Yeah, we're good." Karina started a new job. Like, this is where we're at. And then <laughs> I get a phone call from my old shelter while I'm at my job for my new shelter, saying, "Hey, hello, how are you doing? We miss you so much. Also, we have a bearded dragon, <laughs> and uh, you're like a reptile person now, right? Do you? Like, uh, can you? Uh, do you want it? And I was like, I don't. I don't want a. a like I only foster them and like, Oh yeah, yeah, I know. But like, do you want to take it away? Because we don't really want <laughs> Please it Please come get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so then I messaging Cassie. I'm like, Oh no, they send me a picture. I send her a picture. She goes and takes a look at it since I'm at work and I can't get there. And she says, it's very pretty. And she tells them right there in the moment, I'll come get it tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> so then I get home from work and we're like, okay, how do we juggle around? We don't really have a lot of space. So what we did end up doing was moving one of the leopard geckos, Lily, our visiting gecko, into a tub setup because we have a very large tub that is perfectly adequate. It's actually probably about the same size as the enclosure that yeah. our leopard geckos are housed in. And it's I think she larger, really likes the tub it's too. It's larger than a 20 gallon. It's like yeah. closer to like 37 to 40 gallon yeah. size wise. Just um, substantial for a little leopard gecko. Right. And Lily's yeah. a little thing. Um, and it's got everything she needs and it still has a heat pad attached mm-hmm. that's still on a thermostat and she still has her hides. Yeah, she's very happy. Um, she's been climbing holes, around exploring. So. Oh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> For those of you that, that don't Ooh. know, um, keeping certain species of reptiles in tubs has actually a lot of benefits yeah. over um you know for animals that are a little bit more stressed out about being like mm-hmm. out on display, having a more opaque feeling or animals that need slightly higher humidity, being able to control your humidity by controlling the air right. holes and not just having like standard vents or yeah. screen tops um, can be really helpful. So for Lily, it's been really nice for her. And then we cleaned that out, gave it a good disinfection. And in the tank that we had her in, which is part of our stacked unit is where our new foster bearded dragon is. Hello, 11. Thank you for joining the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> You definitely needed a cat butt in your face. Yeah, and up against my mic. Yeah. Really, oh my like, goodness. right there. Wow. Excuse you. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so we haven't officially settled on a name yet. Right now, everybody seems to be a big fan of Tefiti, uh, the yep. goddess in Moana. Because, because we had Moana before. Exactly. It makes sense. Um, it, we were thinking Maui when we thought it might be a male, but we've taken a yeah, look we're and we're, sure. we're pretty sure it's a female. Um, she is absolutely gorgeous. She's we think beautiful. she's younger than Moana because she is yeah. quite smaller than Moana. She's got a skinny tail. She's nowhere near as long or mm-hmm. as thick. Um, but otherwise, she's in really good shape. No sign of disease or mites. And she's beautiful colors. Yeah. Um, I, I reached out to some more bearded dragon, like lovers and experts and uh they agree that they think that they know for sure that she's hypo hypomelanistic um, which means lighter colors color like less melatonin melanin 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 yeah yeah um uh, because the way you can tell that is actually when a bearded dragon has fully clear nails, yeah. all white nails. Moana had dark in her nails, right. and so we knew. Plus, she just was clearly a very normal, darker yeah. colored bearded dragon. She was beautiful too, um, but in a different way. Yeah, but but most people are thinking that this new foster is um, hypo for either citrus mm-hmm. or yellow, which are like similar variations. Basically, I'm leaning towards citrus like, myself. Well, citrus is like obnoxiously bright yeah. yellow. And I don't think she's quite that yellow. Yeah, okay. um, and then she has some blue, like lilac blue splotches yeah. along her sides where it would usually be like the darker Gorgeous. brown. It's blue instead, which is absolutely stunning. stunning. And she has like an orange beard. Right. Which is oh, a little funky so in places. Um, but yeah, so she's she's settling in here. Um, we're enjoying her. She probably will be ready for adoption in no time though. Oh, so yeah. we probably will not have her for long. Uh, but that's kind of the last update for CritterCast for yeah. now. Yeah. So check out our website. Check out our Patreon, too, mm-hmm. because we will soon be uploading the next in our mad, uh, yeah. mythozoology. Yeah. I'm not sure June was going to happen for us. Just we already did June. No, we didn't. We did May. Oh. It didn't come out in June. Um, it just was it was busy for us. Nah, it'll but happen. we'll get we'll back get to it, it in July. Um, but in the meantime, there are lots of other things that you can enjoy on Patreon. There's other content that's been up there yeah. that you get access to immediately when you sign up. 
and um, and you can opt for postcards, stickers, all that good stuff if you put in your address. Woo-hoo. Just let us know what you would like so that we can send it to you. Yes. Um, that's going to be it for us from CritterCast to you guys. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. And tune in not next Monday, but the Monday after for episode mm-hmm. 37. That's right. And if you enjoy listening to this episode, maybe tell a friend, tell a family member who you think would enjoy listening as well. Spread the word. It really helps us out. Mm-hmm. All right. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Crocodile. <laughs>